0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at bethesdacog.org. Would you turn with me to our text today? And I, again, as a reminder, I hope that you are carrying your Bible with you. I brought you, hope you have brought your Bible. But if not, we will have that provided for you that you could read it John 11:43 John 11:43 And when he had and when he thus had spoken he cried with a loud voice Lazarus come forth I want you to get that in your ears. I want it to resonate in your ears. Lazarus, come forth. I want you to hear it again. Lazarus, come forth. Father, today I pray that you would minister in a special way. We need you, Lord. I'm asking, dear God, that in this service... And in this time, that this would be the day, this would be the hour where people experience your delivering and changing power. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Now, if you're looking in the bulletin, I didn't know what the plural, plural, I'll get it out, plural of Lazarus was. And so I had offered that to Pastor Owens, and I, I put Lazaruses. <laughs> but he looked it up. So if there's more than one Lazarus, it's a Lazarai. So I'm preaching to Lazarai today. The word Lazarus means whom God helps. Does anyone in this building need help? Anyone in this building need help? I'm going to tell you, if it wasn't for the Lord, where would we be? If it wasn't for the King of kings and the Lord of lords and his grace and his mercy, where would we be? Now you've probably heard this story read and preached and sung about most of your Christian experience but the Lord has burnt this into my spirit today and all week long I have been heavily burdened because I believe that today God wants a Lazarus to come forth and then The bulletin, we put it plural because I don't believe there's just one person who needs help here today. I want to go ahead and attack it right from the beginning. If you let foolish pride keep you from getting your deliverance today, shame on you. If you would sit there when God is offering help and you would reject it, shame on you. But I believe today God wants to help every person who desires help. And I believe he will offer that and give it. Now in verse 1 of this chapter we read that Lazarus, the report came that Lazarus was sick. And it puts it this way. Now a certain man named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha... It was that Mary that anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Lazarus was sick and and it wasn't just the flu. It wasn't a migraine. It, it, Lazarus was sick. Have you ever had one of those times where you were really, really sick? When I pastored my first church, I got food poisoning. And I'm grateful now that God didn't answer my prayer, but my prayer was very, very sincere. I laid in the back of my car... And I begged God for about 20 minutes to please let me die. I was sick. I heard that someone had on their tombstone, and they put it, I told you I was sick. (laughs) You ever been so sick that you didn't know how to describe it? You just said, I am sick. that's what Lazarus was. He was sick and his sisters called 911. Now back in that day, they didn't have what we have but they had something that was called Jesus and they sent out a word to him And they put it this way, go send word to Jesus and tell him, the one that you love is sick. And so Jesus did what most people would do. He tarried. Not really. You would have thought, That if he loved him and he did, but you would have thought, oh my goodness, my friend Lazarus is sick. We've got to get up and go. We've got to cancel all of our meetings. We've got to cancel what we're doing. We've got to get to Lazarus. Lazarus is sick. But Jesus later on explained it to them and he said, Lazarus is sleeping. And they said, well, Lord, if he is sleeping, that's a good thing. And they just didn't get it. So he finally got real plain with them. And he said, I just want to get plain with you. Lazarus is dead. But I'm glad that he's dead because now I'm going to go raise him from the dead and it's going to bring glory to my Father and you're going to see that God works through me. So I'm glad that it happened because there's something good going to happen out of this. Somebody needs to know today that you may have been walking right through the slime pits of hell all week, but something good is gonna come out of that when you get through it. When you get out of it, last week I preached about the other side. And and there is another side as long as we've got our hand in the hand of the Savior. Now, he was described as one that the Lord loved. And it's easy to love lovable people. And undoubtedly, Lazarus was lovable. And and, uh, Jesus loves you. If he loved Lazarus, he loves you. And I want you to embrace that right now, that Jesus loves you. Would you right now just say, Jesus loves me? Jesus loves me. Say it again like you mean it. Jesus loves me. One more time like you mean it. Jesus loves me. Now I want that to be in your heart because if he loves you, he wants to help you. And if he loved Lazarus, and he did, he helped Lazarus. And today I believe he wants to help you. Uh, There's little songs that we've heard all through our lives, like, uh, Jesus loves me, yes I know, or this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. And we sing, yes, Jesus loves me. The other morning I was singing with Anna Jane, and, and, and I said, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in His sight. And she interrupted me. She said, I don't like red, I like pink. (laughs) So I had to re sing it. Pink and yellow, black and white, they are precious in His sight. No matter what color you are he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you Embrace it. He loves you. He loves you. It doesn't matter. He loves you But so many people they come to the house of god and they feel like they're the enemy that god doesn't care God doesn't embrace god doesn't love and i'm here today to declare to you that god does love you And he wants to help you You're greatly loved by the Savior. And as the story continues, Jesus tarried, as I told you. And and have you ever waited on the EMS or on the police or on the fire department? They are racing to the job, but they're racing to get to the place of of the uh, accident or the tragedy. But it seems like it takes forever. It's not their fault that time has slowed down for you. But can you just imagine what it was like for Martha and Mary that we called for Jesus and one day went by, two days went by, three days go by, four days and then he arrives and, and it just has seemed like an eternity. And when Jesus arrived, it just wasn't a happy embrace. Now, I want you to understand that they had already gone through the burial process. How they did back in that time is they, when when the person was dead, they would anoint them with ointments and and fragrances, and and then they would wrap them in grave grave clothes. And one of the things, they would wrap their arms and they would wrap their legs. and, and, And then there would also be a kind of a sitting up because Back in that time, they believed that the the spirit might would hover over the person for a couple of days. And so they wanted to make sure that he was dead, but I just want to tell you, he was dead. Jesus arrives on the fourth day and Martha didn't have a sweet salutation. Martha walks up and says, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. I love you, but you should have gotten here when we called for you. I wonder how many of us get angry with God because God isn't on our time. Come on, I know that one stings, sting me. Because we want God to work on our time. How dare we say you're late? How dare we say, if you would have done it the way I told you to do it, it would have been better. Now we can point the finger at Martha, but I must tell you that Martha isn't the only one that's ever tried that stunt. There's some people that when Jesus doesn't work in their time frame, that they actually quit church because he just didn't do it on my time. By now, Lazarus is cold. I want everyone to say cold. We must reach the cold. There are Lazarus or Lazarai among us that are cold. Some of you that I'm preaching to today, you're cold. You're inhaling and exhaling, but you've already gotten cold. Spiritually, you've been cold. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. You, you haven't felt the Spirit of God move on you like you've wanted. You, you, you haven't felt the joy of the Lord in so long. And, and you're, you're cold. You're listening to my words and, and, and it doesn't do anything because you have gotten cold-hearted. Come on. We're living in a world that is cold. A young man can go into a church in Charleston and pull out a gun and just start shooting people. He's cold. We've got cold-blooded murders and, and people that uh, that that do things it seems without a conscience. We're living in that kind of world that people can walk into a, a person can walk into a synagogue and start shooting people. Because they're cold. Their spirit has become cold. And I wonder how many cold people that I'm preaching to. Not only here but through whatever media. And and we're reaching a, a, a cold world. But praise God with a hot gospel. See. There are cold people who have lost their life. They don't have any life. They wake up and they're sad because they woke up again. They've lost their joy. They they haven't smiled. They wouldn't recognize themselves in a mirror if they saw a smile. And, And they've lost their purpose for living. You can see it in the eyes of the abused that they are cold. You can see it in the eyes of the molested. They are cold. You can see it in the Victims of incest, they are cold. The victims of rape, they are cold. The victims of prejudice, they are cold. Many vets have seen the horrors of war and they are cold. But I'm here today to tell you that there is something that will revive. And there's someone who will come and restore. And he is saying to you today, Lazarus, come forth. Verse 39 There's another startling comment that she made and she, one of the sisters looks at Jesus and and Jesus has told them to roll the stone away. And she declared, she said, uh, Martha, the sister of him that was dead said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. Now they knew the process. See, they knew the breakdown of the body. They knew the natural but for whatever reason they did not embrace that the supernatural was among them they were declaring the natural but they were not recognizing the supernatural was there look here we're in the house of god today do you realize that the supernatural is here the supernatural is not just at this pulpit. The supernatural is not just up on the stage. The supernatural, the Holy Spirit is moving through our congregation and he's here today to raise you up. Hear me today. He's here to raise you up. If we understood and if we could smell what God smells we wouldn't be sitting next to some of the people we're sitting next to. Come on now. When I was in college, there was a guy, he was older and he, he was in college, he was older than normal college age. He's the best checker player. He, he was like a professional checker player. But you couldn't hardly play checkers because he stunk. I'm not trying to be mean. Someone asked him about it. He said, I don't believe in wearing cosmetics. He was saying, and he didn't, I promise you. We'd have chapel and no one would sit within five or six seats of him because he stunk that bad. And Martha was saying, Lord, if you roll that stone back, it's going to smell. It's going to smell bad. I wonder if we could smell what God smells and smell how God smells this earth, what would it be like? It would be putrid. I believe when he would, uh, you you know, the things that decay us, the things that break us down, the things that cause death, the things that cause destruction in our lives, such as uh, uh, lying and gossiping and, and, condoning of sin and sex outside of marriage and cheating and cursing and foul communication and hypocrisy and the vices and habits, the, the things of this world that that are corrupting us. If we could smell what God smells, it, it would probably be where we couldn't stand to be around people. And you might say, well, is that for real? Well, In the Old Testament, when they would sacrifice, they would say that that sacrifice was a sweet-smelling savor unto God. But then there was other places where God says, You're foul, and and I will cast you away because you you stink. So in the natural, she's declaring the truth, but more and more... We have people with no remorse, no guilt, no conscience. They just do it with the justification that everyone is doing it so I'm okay. And the whole time, we're stinking. Come on. I told you this before, but I was a kid. Mama called me out the yard and said, get cleaned up. We're going to the grocery store. And, And so... She just happened to catch me. I was young now. I want to preface that. I was young. So I had my arm up and I was smelling my armpit to see if I needed to take, take a bath. It passed the smell taste and my mom said, ah, 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 ah. She said, son, by the time you can smell yourself, others have already smelled you. You know, there's some people we can dress up, we can clean up, we can doll up, whatever the case is. But down deep, we stink. And we put on a real good facade. How are things? Oh, it couldn't be better. But down deep, we know we're rottening at the core. Down d- deep, we're stinking. And, 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 and God today wants to refresh you. And God wants to take away the death and the stinking and calls you. Listen, he wants you to be fresh and renewed by his power. Come on now. And in verse 38, now Jesus says, roll the stone away. Now Jesus could have done this miracle about any way that he wanted to. He could have caused an earthquake to roll the stone away. He could have just spoken and said, stone roll away, and it would roll away. He had power over the elements. He could calm the storm. He could calm the winds. He could have caused the stone to roll away. But I love this because here's the deal. Instead of just doing it that way, what did he do? He allowed human beings to get involved. Roll the stone away. There's someone that we love that is in there. Roll the stone away. Oh, God, help me right here. I feel this so strong. There's, we're living in a world... Well, as long as I've got mine, as long as this is full, as long as I'm driving a good car, living in a nice home, as long as I've got a job, I feel sorry for the person who doesn't, but I, I can't help everybody. I'd like to roll their stone away, but they've got their problems, I've got my problems. I just want to tell you, if that's the spirit that you have, you need to get up right now, run to the altar and say, Oh, wretched man, oh, wretched woman that I am, how self-centered, how horrible a life that is when all you care about is yourself. Jesus let human beings get involved and he said, go roll the stone away, roll it away. I'm so glad. And and how does he do that? He still does it. Because we believe that the Bible says anointing them with oil. He allows human beings to get involved. There's no power in this oil. But there is power in obeying Christ. And if we anoint people with oil, the Bible says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. He said that we could lay hands on the sick and they recover. Uh, where two or three agree as touching any one thing, that it would be done. He allows human beings to get involved, but we must act on it. Some of us today are living a good life and everything is wonderful. It couldn't be better. Like one person told me recently, I'd have to be twins to be doing better than what I'm doing now. That's pretty good. But there's a lot of people that aren't feeling that. But I'm here today to tell you that there's a lot of good men and women who are ready to roll your stone away. A stone wasn't rolled away for Jesus to see in, but for the others to see the glory of God. Come on. For the others to be able to see a miracle It's the same reason that Jesus had the stone rolled away from his tomb so that we could see in. He didn't have to prove anything. He was the son of God, but he got the stone rolled away so that uh, we could walk in and look and see where he once was. Our Savior is alive, and because he's alive, I'm preaching today that he wants to bring you forth out of sickness See, the stone was rolled away. Some of you today have loved ones still in the tomb. They're still in bondage. They're still in fear. They're still in torment. They're still in addictions. They're still enslaved. They're still in poor health and, and have poor self-esteem. And, and others have a, a, a poor self-image of themselves. And, and not only loved ones, but some of you are that way. But today, Jesus is saying, Lazarus, come forth. Get out of that state of mind who will step up today for a loved one and roll that stone away. Now, I've asked some people to help me. I want you to come over here and help me. Can y'all see this? I know it's, I'm going to get under good light. Can y'all see that? That's a little stone. Would you take one of your shoes off for me? there brother if you'd put now I want y'all to just put that shoe back on and I want you to (laughs) I want you to walk there you go all right how's that feel feel something in there every step you take walk to me walk to me (laughs) nasty. Nasty. There you go. Now, this has just been a few seconds that they've had that tiny little stone in their shoe. And may I tell you, there's a lot of you today that you've walked in and you were able to kind of fake it out. Hopefully no one to see that I have a problem. Hopefully no one to know that I've got a stone. You know, I can't let my image down because, you know, I'm supposed to be all that in a bag of chips and, and, and If someone thinks I've got an imperfection and and look here, don't think for a second that it's not showing. Some way it's showing. You can hide it for a while. Look here, y'all walk with me. Come on, I'm having a good time walking here. This isn't bothering me, but it's not real good for you, is it? Now I'm going to tell you, that's a pretty good sized pebble in there. But I'm just asking you today, how many of you need the stone rolled away? Now, if I looked at Dennis, I would say there's nothing wrong with Dennis. If I looked at Kristen, I'd say she looks just like she did when she walked up before the stone got into her shoe. But see, it's hidden. And some of us have become real good at hiding our little stones. It's been, I, 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 I'm me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all that. I want to tell you, some of you today need to have a stone rolled away. Y'all can take that out. You can keep it as a souvenir (laughs) if you'd like. (laughs) Listen to this. Jesus. Lazarus, stand up. Lazarus. Lazarus was bound. Now, for whatever reason, they bound him back in that time. We didn't put the, the head cloth over Neil because we needed him to get in here without killing himself. But he would have had a covering over his head and his bound. He'd been prepared for the other side. He had been anointed and, and properly embalmed for that day. But Jesus cried out something after the stone was rolled away. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus came out of the tomb. Lazarus made a move. In other words, he was saying, Lazarus, get up. Lazarus, quit lying there. Lazarus, quit quit feeling sorry for yourself. Lazarus quit feeling helpless and hopeless. And the master is shouting today to you, come forth. In the name of Jesus, I'm declaring to you, come forth. In Jesus' name, now God didn't create you or me to be dead, helpless, or hopeless. He created us and he sent his son that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. He didn't create you and I to be laying dead in a tomb. Come on. So Lazarus came forth jesus came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly lazarus came forth but he was still bound in his grave clothes i want you to hear me i'm not saying you're not saved today because you have a problem i'm not saying that you're lost or you're no good i'm saying that You have been brought forth out of death unto life. But some of us have gotten comfortable with the stink. Oh, God help us. Some of us have got comfortable being bound. It's our life. It's the way. This is just how my life is. We embrace it. We almost embrace it like a, a, a comfort pillow. You know, kind of like a, a child with, with, with a pacifier. It, it, it's, their, it's their security. I, I've been bound all my life. I've, I've been beat up all my life. I've been abused all my life. So it's just my life. It's what I am. I want to tell you that might be what you are, but it's not what God wants you to be. I'm saying again, Lazarus, come forth. Then Jesus did this. I'm closing. Listen to this. Lazarus come forth, but he was still in the grave clothes. He was still in the stinking grave clothes. He was still bound by the stinking grave clothes. And again, Jesus involved humans. And he said, loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. Now, it takes a little while for that to happen. Hold on just a minute, Josh. Hold on just a minute. Move over. My granddaddy battled cigarettes. And, and he, he couldn't, for whatever reason, he'd come to church, but he battled that habit. And so if he ever picked up a cigarette again, he just went back into bondage. As some of you... I want to give you a news flash we are human we're not perfect you're going to make mistakes along the way just because you're battling keep fighting keep getting free from whatever it is keep fighting keep breaking forth don't let it come back on you don't let yourself get bound again but if you are fighting it call on a brother, call on a sister and say, look, this thing keeps trying to bind me. I need some brothers and sisters to join together with me and help me get free. <laughs> loose him and let him go. And so that was what was happening there on that occasion that Jesus said, loose him and let him go. But now listen. Listen. I see Lazarus. Josh, step out here. Josh, I asked him to stand up there as a modern day Lazarus. Josh, that doesn't look like grave clothes, but I'm not seeing through God's eyes. I hang around you and I hear good things out of you. But I don't know what's here. I don't know what happens at night when you lay down. I don't know what goes through your spirit and your mind. Josh very well could be a Lazarus. I hope he isn't. Josh may be stinking on the inside and we not be able to see that because he looks fine on the outside. And I'm saying today I'm looking at a beautiful crowd. And to me you all look wonderful. But I can't see what God sees. I can't behold what's in your heart, but you know, you know. And if you know that there is something here that ought not to be there, today, in the name of Jesus, I declare, Lazarus, come forth. Would you stand? An old hymn went this way. Like a bird out of prison that has taken its flight. Like a blind man that God gave back his sight. And the chorus goes on and says, thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. And I want to tell you today that Jesus has come into this service. To free you. I want to say in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke pride. That would keep anyone from coming and getting deliverance here today. I say in the name of Jesus, I come against every spirit of the enemy that would try to keep you in bondage and put you back in your prison. I'm asking you today to agree with me that as we pray for those who need salvation, that the stone of sin is rolled away. Maybe you have a loved one or a friend that you know that if if they don't ask Christ to forgive them of their sins, they're going to die and go to hell. I want you and I today to agree together and help roll their stone away so that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. If there's people who need healing, let's roll the stones away. The stones of cancer, let's roll it away. The stones of diabetes, let's roll it away. The stones of arthritis, let's roll it away. This, the stones of hearing problems or sight problems, financial problems, marital problems, job problems, fear problems, addictions problems, vices of any kind. Let's roll the stones away today. In review. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. God, right now, I feel your anointing. Oh, precious Savior. Dear God, you burned this in my spirit all week long, dear God. And I believe there are people need to come out of their prison come out of their grave and be free let it happen even now let it happen even now I pray in Jesus name I feel the power of the Holy Spirit in this place so real so powerful I want you to help me pray right now. God, I want to be led by your spirit. I want to do exactly what you're telling me to do. While every head is bowed, please, no one moving, no one looking around, unless you're making a move to the altar, I'm asking you, please, just be still for a moment unless, unless you're moving to this altar. But if there's anyone who would say, pastor, I stink, I know I do. Spiritually, I stink. There are things in my life that I've got to get right. I know if I died, I would not go to heaven. I know I would, I would bust hell wide open and I don't wanna go there and I wanna get my life forever changed. If that's you. I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand high. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Come on. While no one is looking around, would you raise your hand? God sees the hands. Come on. God sees the hands. Are there others? Preacher, I'm lost. I'm lost. I need Christ. Okay. I want want my altar workers. If you'd come. And then those who raised your hand, I want you to make the first move. I rebuke pride right now. Don't you let pride keep you back. I had to make that walk one time, and oh, I'm so glad that I did. Please, please, come on, come on right now. If you raised your hand, don't be ashamed. Make your move. Make your move in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Saints of God, help me pray. Help me pray right now. There's people coming. Come on. In Jesus' name. I raised my hand, but I haven't been able to make the move yet. Come on, take, put one foot in front of the other right now. Saints of God, pray, pray with me right now, right now in Jesus' name. I want to go ahead and tell you. It's what I feel led of the Lord to do this morning. I want these that are at the altar praying for salvation. I want them to receive. But I feel very compelled of God to pray for those who are battling any kind of bondage. Maybe you want to get in line for a friend or a family member that is in bondage. I'm going to ask you if you would be willing today to roll the stone away. Help roll the stone away. It might be your prayer that gets through that rolls the stone away of someone who is addicted, someone who is enslaved. Maybe right now you are the one going through it and you might say, I need help. Would you just get hold of someone's hand and say, would you go with me? And would you roll, help me roll this stone away so that I can have liberty? Now here's what I'm asking. If you need healing, if you need deliverance, if you need help, whether it's for yourself or whether it's for a family member or a friend, I want you to line up down the center aisle and I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, those of you who need to leave Uh, you're you're free to leave once we start praying but I feel compelled of God to pray I want my prayer partners to to be with me and I want us to pray we're going to believe God is going to deliver people today we're going to believe that stones are rolled away Uh, could I get some of the men if you'd move these uh, altar the altar on this side leave this one here people are praying at it amen if you yes yes in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, God. I want to give plenty of time for people to move. There might be some in the choir. There might be some who haven't moved yet. You get in that line. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I believe you're going to do something marvelous. Now, the Bible says where two or three agree. So I'm gonna need you to come into agreement with me. I want the people on this side, if you would turn toward these in the center. These, turn this way. Choir, stretch your hand toward these. Those in the back, reach your hand toward them. Come on, I need you to stretch your hand toward them. Right now, I'm gonna ask you along with me right now, I want us to put our spiritual shoulder to the rock. And I want us to, or the stone. And I want us to roll the stone away. Right now, intercede for these people. Stretch your hand toward them. Father, this whole body comes into agreement right now. Heavenly Father, oh my Lord. Hallelujah. Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we put our spiritual shoulder to the stone and now we're rolling the stone away so that freedom can come, so that they can be set free, so that they can be delivered, so that whether it's them or a loved one or a friend that they're standing in for, that when they leave here, that they're no longer stinking, they're no longer decaying, but they're free in whom the Son has set free. He's free indeed. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at bethesdacog.org. God bless.